What's going on, guys? The NFL podcast got a little messed up this week. Uh, still broke down every game with the exception of the Monday night game, but I lost internet um, right at the end of the Bengals-Bills breakdown. Um, so we decided that we'll come back uh, and release the Monday breakdown on Monday. Uh, but we still got every game broken down. We still got some bets out there for you. We still got some good information to help you attack the board this weekend, as always. Um, but just it cuts off at the end. So just be prepared for that, and let's go. Welcome to Jeremy Gibbs, presented by Bad News Media. It is November 3rd when this is coming out. Good old Friday. How are we doing today? Good, sir. Fantastic. How are you? What a schedule. What a weekend we have coming up here. Absolute bangers. The one o'clock spot was looking a little iffy for a half a second, but there are some bangers of a game this week. I was laughing because AWS too is currently on this like schedule and this thing of like, we've, we've really optimized schedule efficiency to put the best schedules out there all while we're watching last night's or last week's third Sunday night game. And it's like, wait, this was the best you got, but then you flipped it to this week and you're like, all right, now, now we've got some good scheduling here. Yeah, this one's good. You know, we, we have to, both of us have to sit through the one o'clock misery of watching our own teams, but we have oh. great options beforehand and we have great options you know, the two games after our, our terrible teams play at 1 p.m. Yes, we shall talk about our two terrible teams, but let's talk about a nice Germany matchup between two powerhouses, little Dolphins Chiefs. Line is at two over under 51 and a half. Dolphins made the trip over on Monday. Kansas City elected to leave midweek. Might be because their team got the flu, a.k.a. probably the vid, <laughs> but we're going to call it the flu, <laughs> and everybody's tired. Um... <laughs> Line is at two. Dolphins are looking to try to get a little healthier for the first time this season. They will have their full complement of cornerbacks. Offensive line has a potential to be healthy here, something to monitor with Armstead and Connors both making the trip over to Germany and having limited practice on Wednesday. We'll see if they get a full go. But will that be enough to go against what has been a very efficient Chiefs defense and offense this season, but getting a decent test here in the Dolphins? Yeah, getting a good test, especially after last week's debacle that happened with Kansas City. Um, like you said, I mean, the, the defense is, you know, they they pretty much showed up all year. I mean, they last week, you know, they were screwed with short fields left and right. You know, Russell Wilson's, you know, throwing for three touchdowns at 114 yards. I mean, what a joke <laughs> that is. Um, I mean, I saw some tweet like, Russ was cooking. I'm like, I mean, was he? Was he really? I mean, Let's the man can cook an egg. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> too we're, fancy. <laughs> we're really stretching it, trying to just make the, make use of that term whenever we possibly can right now with Russell Wilson. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a fun game, especially a nine thirty game. Um, one of the nice things about this, you know, some people, you know, the nine thirty game is a bit of a struggle, but we are changing the clocks the night before, so it'll be like ten thirty for us to, for those of us on the East Coast. That makes it a little bit more manageable. That'll be nice. Um, it actually brightened my day a little bit because I look at these 930s and because I'm up in college the night before until fucking two in the morning. And now I get a nice little that always screws me up because I am up oh, yeah. late enough for the actual change. And then I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. I, like, I wonder. I just look at the time. What's going on here? But um, yeah, so that that will be nice for all of us that morning. Um, this is going to be a fun game. I wish I do wish it was in like Kansas City. You know, the atmosphere would just be absolutely bonkers if it was like a night game in Kansas City. But whatever, we'll take it. Um, I kind of lean Miami here a little bit. I think, you know, they're due to like get an actual big win. Um, I, I think, you know, they're, they're 
they're just a little, obviously they are the more explosive team. Um, you know, they have all their secondary back. That's going to be a big time. I like Miami. I like the idea of Tyreek Hill just going absolutely bananas because, you know, he's going to want to. Two is going to want to get him the ball. McDaniel will get him the ball. Everyone kind of knows that dynamic Tyreek, you know, he loved his time in Kansas City, but he's kind of the type that probably wants to go back and kick the shit out of his whole team. He just strikes me as that kind of guy. So, you know, I would take definitely an anytime touchdown for Tyreek Hill. Um, and then you know, we're looking at a spread of two. I don't hate, you know, to go for the value with the money line. I, I don't hate it. Um, so I lean Miami, but I could see, you know, Kansas City's an awesome team. So, you know, this one's, this one's a tough one, obviously. Yeah, it's a very tough one. I, I think when it was virtually a pick em, I, I get why people see value in Kansas City. You're essentially just being like, hey, I need Patrick Mahomes to go just win me a game. Uh, yeah. But as this continue, as this number continues to climb, it becomes a little interesting. And now it's in teaser territory because you can tease Miami. You could throw them in a couple teasers here and, and get them up at eight, and that becomes real desirable. Um, I'm kind of with you. I think there's some value. I would like to know if Armstead and Connors are playing on the offensive line. Um, I think Miami's going to have a lot of success being able to run the ball here against this Chiefs defense. I think the other thing, too, people are overblowing the sort of struggles from a Miami Dolphins defensive standpoint. This has been a pretty banged up unit. They're finally getting a little bit healthier. Vic Vangio is also now, you know, you could tell the wheels are starting to spin defensively concept wise because he implements a much more complex defense compared to what they were dealing with yesterday. And people also forget. Now, granted, the defense was he was working with some better talent, but when he was in Denver, he gave Patrick Mahomes full hits on the defensive oh, yeah. side of the ball. So, like, he knows that there's a recipe here. You've got Tyree Kill, who, while the the Chiefs' offense has certainly changed philosophically, he still understands Patrick Mahomes' ticks. I think even more so, and I think it was Dan Orlovsky who pointed this out maybe a week or two ago, where he he threw out the theory that. You know, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey don't even really run routes. They just are sort of on the same wavelength of like, all right, this is how we're going to settle into these defenses. And I think Tyree Kill can give a little kind of color to that uh, on the defensive side of things. So, yeah, I, I do like the value here with the Dolphins as this number continues to climb. And I'll probably throw them in a, te- a little bit of a teaser here as well. Yeah. A one o'clock matchup that is actually quite interesting. Seahawks-Ravens. Line is at mm. six. It was at five and a half yesterday. It's climbing a little bit. Over under 44. If you blink your eyes twice, Lamar Jackson's numbers are starting to look a lot like his MVP year. Now we'll see if he continues to have that. But right now he is third in completion percentage. He has the exact same yards gained per pass attempt. He has got the lowest interception percentage so far in his career at 1.3. MVP season was at 1.5. This offense is starting to hum a little bit, but they're going to have a nice little challenge with the Seahawks, who I think people might be underestimating a little bit. The offense is starting to give a little bit of start stop spurts a little bit like they're they're starting to have a little issues but the defense is very solid how are you making out this game do you have anything on this game i guess this game's tough i'm actually surprised by a six point spread just because i mean it's the five and two team versus six and two team i mean this isn't like just you know them playing you know the cardinals uh so <laughs> I, i'm i'm a little bit surprised by it. I mean, we got a Seattle team that, you know, only lost one game in the month of October. There's a bye week in there, but they still had four games in October. They went three and one. Um, they haven't exactly, you know, beaten any really good teams. I mean, they beat Detroit very early on in the season, but I mean, you take that with a grain of salt. Um, they just beat Cleveland, who uh, Cleveland is just just the strangest team in the NFL. I don't really know what to make of them. Um but still, regardless, I am surprised, you know, just kind of by the spread. Baltimore's kind of a team where they play down to their poor opponents and they 
generally play up against one of their better, you know, opponents. And I would say this is a better opponent. So, you know, that Baltimore does have that going for them, but six, six is a little aggressive for me. I, I, I'd probably take Seattle here, uh, especially if it, were to, if it were to grow to six and a half, I mean, that, then I'll really take Seattle. Um, I don't think Baltimore is in much danger of actually losing this game. I think they're probably going to win, but a six point spread. That's, that's kind of hefty. I think this is where, because I kind of alluded to it, if you look at just the stats alone, Lamar Jackson is, he's on track for very similar stat lines as MVP season. This is where we really figure out what this Baltimore offense and Lamar is going to be this season because the Seahawks defense is extremely tough against the rush. And now you add Leonard Williams in the trade deadline move, that beefs up the defensive line. Like, I don't think the Ravens are going to have a lot of success moving the ball on the ground. So it's going to be on Lamar Jackson's shoulders. It's going to be on this Todd Munkin offense that is trying to spread things out a little bit against a very decent secondary. Like Witherspoon, when they drafted him, the Seahawks, I thought it was a fantastic draft pick. He is everything you could want and more, I think, right now at, at that point in time. Um, I'm real interested to see how the Seahawks go. I haven't made a play yet on this. I I liked it more at five and a half. Now that it's moved into the six range, I'm a little, I'm also a little gun shy. This season has been so frustrating about, and Nelson fucking Aguilar points that out perfectly last week. I'm on the goddamn Ravens. That kid can't field it. Onside kick, like easiest kick right to him. Can't field it. Dude's got bricks for hands. And that, that sums up my betting history in the NFL this season so far. It's the most frustrating thing ever. Yeah, it's been tough. Oh my God. But this is why I also do the college show and, you know, we're profitable there. So we're profitable in the season, but man, has that been frustrating watching Nelson Aguilar drop an onside kick to lose the cover. God. And now let's talk about the stupid Cardinals. Cardinals are playing the Browns. Um, They deal Josh or Dobbs at the deadline to the Vikings. Kyle Murray may play. There are rumors swirling that he may be a go. We'll see. Lines at seven and a half over under 37 and a half. The Browns are posting a very solid defensive unit when the offense doesn't put them in horrible spots. That is, I guess, the problem and conundrum for this Cleveland Browns team in their quarterback play. How do you break the, even begin to break this game down? <laughs> yeah, this was a tough one because it's like, well, you know, the Cardinals, as we noted, noted last week, the, the the feistiness, the friskiness, it's all gone. They, they're they're terrible. They're really, really bad. But this Browns team, I mean, do I trust them to win by eight? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a big spread. Um, so I'd probably go Arizona, but I don't I don't do it with uh, much comfort. I, I was really surprised too with the Josh Dobbs trade. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Not that I like you know. You know, thought he had any future with that team, but I was just like, I mean, this has been his team all season. What's going on? Um, it'll be interesting to see if Kyler plays. I think it's probably a little too soon. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like you know it's gonna it's gonna be this week, but you know, I mean, maybe it can be. But I, I just think I, I'd probably take the cards. Just I just don't have the faith that the Browns can win by eight. Yeah. I would agree with that. Like maybe throw them in a teaser to tease them down to virtually a pick 'em. Because that I have more faith in, but the the Walker show is you want to talk about infuriating. Holy <laughs> hell, putting your faith in him. I'd rather eat glass, I think, at this point. <laughs> a line of seven. That is oof. thank God I'm not a Browns fan because that whole Deshaun, I mean, one, it's just a life of misery, but the Deshaun Watson ongoing saga in which he has a fully guaranteed contract, and then you're rolling out Walker every week at this point. It's 
all because he essentially doesn't want to play is virtually what we're hearing is baffling beyond belief. <laughs> Mind boggling. Limited in practice again. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. Shocker. Oh man. All time worst contract. All right. Bears Saints lines at eight and a half over under 41. Bears making some moves. They go ahead. How are we feeling about the Montez Sweat dealing? And we're going to talk about your team's essential fire sale on, on the defensive side, but how do we feel about that trade? And I guess this game overall, I mean, it's an interesting trade. I think it's pretty dumb on the Bears side. I mean, it's, it's like chase Claypool all over again. I think you're going to get a better player in Montez Sweat, but Montez isn't going to sign there. I mean, he already came out and said in his opening interview, it was like, oh, well, I am going to evaluate all my options. <laughs> so they sent us a second round pick, which is going to be probably, you know, a top 35, top 40 pick. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with it. Um, I That's don't really great know. For you guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what they're doing. Um, this leads strange. to my theory that Ryan Poles is like the most overrated GM. I've I heard nothing but great things, but every decision he's made, I've just been scratching my head. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, very, very mind boggling. Um, so whatever. Um, I think Montez will play very well for them in this in the nine games that they're gonna have him. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll sign long term. I don't get that hunch though. Everything points to him really wanting to go to Atlanta. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, as far as this game goes. I mean, it's a shitty game. Interesting. I, I don't know. It's it's another game where I kind of look at that spread and I'm like, man, that's a that's a big spread. I know the Saints. I have no no doubt that the Saints are going to win this game. I, I really think they will. I think you know they'll just pass the ball down Kamara 900 times, um, yeah. and they'll just march their way down the field and they'll play good defense and they'll win this game like I don't know, 17, 13, you know, 20 to 13. They're going to win by nine. They could, but I don't feel confident about that. I would not want to be a backer of Derek Carr in the same no. show. You want to talk about inconsistency. Oof, man. Yeah. <laughs> not a fan of that spread at all. That's a pass for me. I am taking a complete pass. This is this is a moment where it's like, you know, sometimes the best bet you make or the best bets you can make are the ones you don't make. And this is a game where I'm just not making a bet. There, there's no I, I have no enticing value here whatsoever. I will be making a bet in this next game, and that is the Texans versus the Bucks. The line's at two and a half. Texans are favored over under 40. And this is a spot where I I uh, we're in danger. Like all that that gif of of from uh the Simpsons of I'm in danger. That's all that goes through my head here because I CJ Stroud has shown that when you blitz him, he can shred you. We love a good old blitzing defense. Our secondary is not very good. We saw that. Now, they're obviously not the Bills, but when you play with pace on our defense, you can kind of get some yardage here. Best way to attack us is through the air. The Texans have that ability. And then you flip the ball. And while, yeah, we had an opportunity there at the end of the Bills game, and that's more to the sort of dumbness of Sean, Mc, or Sean McDermott. <laughs> this is an offense that is really starting to sputter. Uh, and I shouldn't even say start is sputtering and has been sputtering. Um, cannot run the ball efficiently. Baker has been our one saving grace because he's actually played pretty well with the cards. He's been dealt here in Tampa. Um, what do you make of this game? I, I, I just, I feel like this is a pretty easy point shoot. Give me the Texans at home. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you on that. Um, if this was in Tampa Bay, I, I might feel other way around um but like you said this team it's a strange team you know it's like they can't get the running game involved but at the same time i actually like rashad white 
I do. Yeah. I think he actually has like ability, and if he had some decent blocking, like he is so explosive. I mean, fast there are, hell. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you if you can't run the ball, figure out a way to get him the ball in some quick short passing downs. That, that's what I would do. Most infuriating thing ever. The dude flat. He is lightning in a bottle, and we just refuse to utilize yeah. him in any other way than just running him up the a gap. <laughs> yeah, he's extremely dynamic. But it's just some teams that I look at their running back situation. I look at it in like Buffalo with James Cook, and I'm like, what, what are you guys doing? Um, same kind of thing down in Tampa Bay. Uh, but yeah, I just, I think this is probably going to be a pretty, as long as you've got, you know, under three, I, I think Houston can win by field goals. I agree. That's where, if it starts, if, you, if you're looking at this number later in the weekend and it gets to three, okay, now the Bucks have flashed some value, but under a field goal, I just, I think CJ Stroud's going to make some big plays against this, our secondary, and there's not a lot we're going to be able to do about it. Um, I was shocked, shocked we did not deal Mike Evans in the trade deadline because all indications essentially point to him not re-signing with us and us not re-signing with him, even though he's arguably the most prolific weapon we've ever had offensively. Like people for sentimental values will say Mike Allstop because he was awesome, but like arguably Mike Evans is the best Buccaneers offensive weapon we've ever had. Um, and he will not be a lifetime buck. I was shocked we did not try to deal him at the deadline to teams that needed him. One of the more surprising things that that felt like a real dumb, dumb move to be like, let's not get any value for this guy and then let him leave in free agency. I, I just guess you guys are just grasping at winning your shitty division, which is still possible. This is true. This is the play. But then again, I've been very much on the like, let's tank bandwagon because I don't want to be a middling dumb team making a wild card to getting blown out in the playoffs and getting no value in the draft. But hey, you know, what, yeah. what do I know? Um, <laughs> Vikings Falcons lines at four over under 37 and a half for Kirk Cousins. Like I do. He's a very nice guy. I feel bad for him having that, that injury right there and ending. What was a, a somewhat promising turn of events? You know, this was a team that was start was losing a lot of one score games early in the season, but seemed to have turned a little bit of a corner without their best player in Justin Jefferson and arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, he goes down with the Achilles. You make the trade for Dobbs. Bryce Hall, though, is looking like he's probably going to start this weekend against the Falcons team that I don't know if there's a more smug coach in the league than Arthur Smith. And for no apparent reason, because this dude stinks at managing a football team. Yeah, he is. He's real bad. I agree with that. And yeah, I do feel bad for Kirk, too. I mean, he's, you know, on the older side, he's never he's, he's one of the most durable quarterbacks I've ever seen. He never misses games. Um, and, you know, to get a very serious injury like that, yeah, that that is sad, especially after he single-handedly, he single-handedly beat the 49ers. He did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is that is sad. Um, and then you got, you know, Falcons over here. Uh, you know, they're, they're the Falcons. Um, <laughs> we'll be able to at least watch Taylor Heineke, who actually is a little bit more efficient, it seems. He almost got them, you know, to come back last week. He's not going to stretch the field at all but he's probably not going to turn the ball over quite like Dez was doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think things are really, really, really going to start to unravel here for Minnesota. Um, I just, I don't know what that team's going to do. They have, they went from having like such a prolific offense, you know, you know, stud wide receivers, not just, not necessarily this year, but just in the past. So right now they, they have nothing. They, they don't have any running back. They don't have any wide receivers. They don't have any tight ends. They're just, they're doomed. Um, so yeah, give, give me the Falcons here to, yeah, I think they can win by, they can win by more than four. Uh, I mean, not by much more, but they can. 
Heineke gives you that friskiness ability where like oh, yeah. on any given Sunday, he could pretend he's a fuck around and win a game randomly type of quarterback, similar to Baker in that sense. But he also, when things can go poorly, they can go real poorly oh, yeah. <laughs> you are familiar with, but he oh, at least yeah. gives you some upside where Desmond Ritter gave you virtually no upside. Um, I, I, I do feel for the Vikings here because Early in the season, we, we talked about whether or not you pull the trigger and just trade Kirk and go full tank mode for one of these young prospect quarterbacks and really start it over because it did not appear they were going to resign him. And now you're in this weird no man's land where you might sort of just be your hand might be forced and here come a whole slew of losses. So we shall see. I, I haven't taken any action on the game, but it'll it'll be an interesting one. All right, Commanders Patriots line is at 41. How are we feeling about your commanders? Where are you right now in the Josh Harris experience? Because it 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 does feel like he's pulled the reset button out and he has smashed that thing. <laughs> yeah, he has. And initially I was, you know, I was a little upset, you know, just losing just two bookend pass rushers. Um, you know, one was a supposed generational talent, even though he has 14 sacks in his career. I mean, I don't know. Um, and apparently, you know, they they say he does a lot of freelancing and just he's not really a very coachable player, as in talking about Chase Young there. Um, I, I think he will do awesome in San Fran. I think that's the perfect situation for him. I mean, if he doesn't do awesome, then you can't make any more excuses. Like, how could you not play awesome there? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, once I, you know, settled down and thought about it, I was like, well, you know, we got a new owner. We, I don't want to say a reinvigorated fan base, but somewhat. Um, now, once we start winning, maybe it'll be reinvigorated, but somewhat reinvigorated. Um, you know, we have three picks in the top 45, five picks in the first three rounds. You know, a young quarterback that has potential that costs no money at all. I, I actually think we're a very attractive destination. 90 million in projected cap space. Yeah, 90 year. million cap space. <laughs> like, I, I think we are very attractive for a new coach and a GM to come in and do whatever the hell they want. Um, so, yeah, I actually think enough for once we're a forward thinking franchise. Um, so yeah, I'm actually very excited about it. And I think in ways, I don't really want to win games, but I think it might kind of inspire the current team a little bit. And here we are against New England, going into New England, and that's going to be tough, but for underdogs, I kind of like the value of taking the money line. I, actually, I do as well. <laughs> I actually do. Um, yeah, I, I hadn't looked at like what Mac Jones, like total yardage is or anything, but you might actually want to take the over because, I mean, we give up passing yards left and right. But it's just like, you know, what, what's going to happen? We're going to go from the 31st ranked defense to the 32nd ranked defense. Oh, darn. I mean, who cares? So, yeah, I'm totally fine with those trades. And just, you know, one thing I'll say about Sam Howell, you know, he does have a couple fatal flaws that we've seen. You know, taking sacks, got a little bit of a turnover gene maybe. But he's young. And if this was a first or second round pick, we'd probably be talking about him better than how we talk about him We're, we kind of just reserve that he's a fifth rounder and we wait and we wait till we can point out and be like see fifth rounder what'd we say um so yeah I, I think you give us that value on the money line against the patriots i'll take it i'm with you i have laid a wager on the commanders i did the plus three i haven't put it on the money line but i've been debating it um waiting until we talked because not only are the patriots really banged up like all major offensive weapons are injured at this point. Mac Jones gives the very spoiled rich kid vibes where when things go bad, they go very bad because he just yeah. mentally collapses. Um, and I could see this as a game where the commanders have offensive weapons, you know, oh, good yeah. wide receivers, nice tight end in Logan Tom Thomas, you know, 
Sam Howell can sling the ball. He showed that ability at UNC. He's showing it again here in the NFL. Needs to get a little bit of stability, but he's still very young. Um, so this is a game where, yeah, and, and Bill Belichick's defense has been getting exposed. There have been some very key injuries in that defense, which has not helped, but I, I'm with you. I, I love the value. And the commanders are a forward-looking organization for the first time in our lifetime, I would yeah. say. Um, because it, while Ron is clearly checked out and has been for a while, oh, I think yeah. knowing that his time is up is not helping because new owner generally means new head coach and new GMs and all that um, because they want their stamp on it, which is going to be a very interesting search. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I like the commander's value here at plus three and potentially a money line sprinkle. Yeah, I do too. Packers plus three or Rams Packers. The line is set at three. Rams are plus three. Packers minus three. Over under 38 and a half. The Packers have some very, very bad issues going on right now. Um, this yeah. is a team that not only offensively is struggling, but defensively is in a really rough spot. Um, this is a team that's 28th in DVOA and has let up the most plays per drive in the NFL right now. Not a good stat. Um, you got a struggling offense too. Matt LaFleur, I think, is being exposed a little bit for being a piss poor game manager and, and play caller probably without Aaron Rodgers. But you have a Rams team that is heading in the direction we assumed they would head at the start of the season. The defense is falling apart. The offense is held together with bubblegum and duct tape, as I say, virtually every week. Is there value in the Packers for this week to sort of get things a little right? Or do we potentially back a Rams team here? <laughs> this is this one. This one's really tough for me because the Rams. I got a little bit excited about them earlier in the year. I, you know, I saw some things that I liked, but um, since then it's, it's been pretty ugly. Uh, so uh, I, I still can't decide on this game. I, I think both of these teams are just, they're just pretty bad. Um, yeah. I lean maybe the Packers a little bit just at home. I, I think I like their ability a little bit more. We don't know what's going to happen with Matt Stafford. Um so I lean Rams, but this is probably a game that I would not be betting on. Yeah, this is one of those games where, and I sort of said it for the Bengals last week with their panic button. Your panic button is fully out and pressed for the Packers. But like, if you can't get things at least competitive in this spot, like things are worse than expected. Like you might be one of the worst teams in the NFL at this point. If 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 things can't be at least competitive and look coherent from an offensive standpoint here this week against this bottom tier Rams defense. Like I just, I don't know what the game plan is moving forward. I don't know how you can have any faith in the coaching staff and the organization as a whole, if you can't be somewhat competent here um, in this spot. So I do lean Packers, but I, I have not placed a, a wager as of yet. Colts Panthers. Look at you Panthers. You put a little pace, put a little pep in your step and things progress a little from an offense. You know, you do the thing that your quarterback does best. And that is play with a little pace and make quick reads and, you know, set them up for a little bit of success and things turn around a little bit. But now you got a Colts team lines at two and a half over under 44. Is there a play here or are we just kind of sitting this one out potentially? Um, I, I lean Colts just just because, you know, what we've seen, you know, more this season, we've seen them be a little bit more competitive than a Panthers team. Um, like you said, you know, it was nice to see the Panthers finally get a win. Um, you know, it's bad. 
it's been a while. Um, but, <laughs> but, you know, I, I think they, they did some smart things at least, you know, first of all, you don't have to, you know, I know you signed Miles, Miles Sanders, but you don't, you don't have to use him if he's not playing well, which he's not. So I did like them kind of using Chuba Hubbard a little bit more. I, I think that, I think that actually made a bit more of an impact. Um, not that Chuba, Chuba Hubbard is some world beater or anything, but he just seems to be a better fit on that Carolina team than Miles Sanders is. Um, but still, I think, you know, the Colts, they, they've surprised, you know, I thought they were, you know, bottom three team in the NFL. Maybe they are, but I, I don't think they are anymore. Um, so, yeah, I just, I think, you know, they're, they have a little bit more fight in them. I, I think, you know, they can win by a field goal. So I'd probably go with the Colts. Yeah, Shane Steichen's been a, a pleasant surprise, I think, from a, a coaching hire. I wasn't entirely sure what they were going to get there with that hire, but I think he's been pretty fantastic with the roster he's been given and the injuries he's they've been dealt with um i do i need to see this in back-to-back weeks to start being a, a even remotely confident that the panthers can play an underdog role here frank Wright gives up play calling though and, and things look a little bit more coherent still not great you only manage 15 points but you're moving the ball a little bit better the offense has some signs of life last week um so you know, I need to see it a couple more weeks to, to really be a, a to back that team. And I, I think there is a coaching edge right now with the Colts, so I, I don't hate it. All right. We've got an absolute banger in the 430 slot. Cowboys, Eagles line is set at three over under 47 and a half. This game in sh- creates a whole ton of possibilities in the NFC. Arguably two of the better teams within the NFC doing battle here. Interesting matchups left and right. You know, we've got a Cowboys defense that came out of the bye and showed very well against an underperforming Rams team. You've got an Eagles team, best record in the NFL, but I think anybody with eyeballs knows they may not be the best team in the NFL. Some of that is due to some injuries. Some of that is due to some coaching and scheme things, but nonetheless, here we are. When you look at this game, I think it's fair to say that the Eagles are going to do a pretty solid job of stuffing the run. Pollard has been less explosive this year. The Cowboys offensive line is not getting great push. So that means Dak Prescott is going to have the shoulder or the weight of the world on his shoulders. And Jalen Hurts with his knee injury is probably also going to have the same. How do you even begin to break this game down? And how do you think about this one? This is a tough one because, you know, I, I think Philly, in my opinion, is not, yeah, I'll say clearly, clearly the better team. I, I do. I think they are the better team. However, you know, this is the Dallas team that's beaten them eight out of their last matchups and they've beaten them in times where Philly has been the better team. Um, and Hurts, that knee, that seems to be a real thing. Um, you know, they they just played my commanders and we actually stopped them on one of their little brotherly shove, tush push plays. And then on another one, they actually. They didn't end up doing it. They did a quick handoff to Swift, which was a great play, by the way. Yeah, um, that was <laughs> a great play. Um, and, you know, he walked into the end zone. Um, so it, it kind of leads me to think, hmm, you know, that knee might really be bothering Jalen. Um, so that that is concerning because he's going to need to be mobile in this game. I uh, you know, would imagine there's probably going to be, you know, he's going to be dealing with some pressure. Parsons is going to be all over the place. Um but still, I, I I like this Philly team much more than what I've seen from Dallas. And they're at home, and you know it's kind of basically is a prime time game. Um, I, I just like their ability to come out here and and probably, you know, I think they can win by more than a field goal. I, I like the over. I, I think it's going to be a high flying game. I think we're going to see a lot of points. Um, you know, I'd I like you know the three stud receivers, CD, 
Devontae, AJ Brown. I like those overs as well, especially AJ. What AJ Brown is doing right now is absurd. Uh, he's dominating. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mike, I, I, he's not the best wide receiver, I don't think, but he might be my favorite wide receiver to watch. Like the way he goes about playing the game is just awesome to watch on television. Yeah. Like a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people are calling him the best, but I you can't just just knock Tyreek down. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. you can't. Tyreek's doing the same thing. I mean, you can't just yes. give it to AJ Brown. Like I I refuse to. Um, AJ is but, the closest thing they've had to To in that city though since To plays a okay. very similar style here. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And I will say, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and diminish him, but he does get away with a lot of pushing at the top of his routes. Um, but whatever as we've seen nfl officials don't make any sense um but i i like philly i just think they're a more complete team i think they're obviously a more well-coached team um so i would take the eagles here but either way i think this is gonna be an awesome game i think it's gonna be a phenomenal game I, the, the cowboys it'll be interesting to see because it is hard for me to back Mike McCarthy. The few times I've done it, I've gotten absolutely burned. But when I look at the last couple of weeks, especially off the bye, just philosophically what they did offensively was like, oh, wow, they may finally understand what they have here. They moved C.D. Lamb around a lot more. They didn't just have him reside in the slot. They ran Dak Prescott. I mean, 11 runs in the last two games. Before the last two games, he had 12 runs total. So he's almost eclipsed his entire season worth of running attempts in the last two games. And that's important because... They, they haven't really been able to get explosive running out of the their running backs. Adding him as an extra man advantage is important. I love the wide receiver props here. You nailed it last week with the wide receiver props and the over in the Commanders Eagles game. I think it's a very similar thing because what do you do with AJ Brown? The Cowboys love to play man. AJ beats the hell out of man. Like you just yep. can't d- defend that. And then you got CD Lamb in the slot, who's an absolute nightmare fuel for this Eagles team who can't cover slot wide receivers. So it's like, those two overprops, I feel like, are the best betting route in this game. Yep, I'm with you. But yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't made a play on the teams, but I, I like all the other aspects of this. It'll be very, very interesting. Um, and I want to see just philosophically what this Cowboys team does offensively. Do they regress back to their kind of stupid play-calling philosophies that Mike McCarthy loves to do? Um, or do they continue to advance, get more motion going, continue to run Dak? You know, what? Do, how do they attack this team? So that'll be interesting. Um, Giants, Raiders. Whew. We talked about how it was quitting time in, in Las Vegas. And they heard that message. Out is McDaniels. In is Antonio Pierce. Line is set at one. How how do we feel about that overall situation and then more so the game as a whole? Yeah, I mean, disaster game, uh, disaster game we're going to watch here. Um, I, I think I, I think it was time for McDaniels to go. Um, I, I like it when owners aren't afraid to make a change midseason, you know, even, you know, as we know, the, as you know, the Raiders are never afraid to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of change going on here. Obviously, they're breaking Jimmy. They're benching Jimmy G. Um, that probably is warranted. Jimmy G. Ooh, I've I've never been a big Jimmy G. guy. I mean, I I like him as a human. He seems like a good guy. He seems like a fun guy. But I've never really liked him as a quarterback. I, I've never thought he's had it. Even when he was in San Fran playing well, I still was just like, this guy's not a dynamic quarterback. And that has proven to be pretty true here. So they got Aiden O'Connell going in. Devontae Adams, I mean, I don't know what's going on there. Um, like, it's almost like I never like even thought about it, but like if you have Devontae and you have Jacoby on your team as your fantasy wide receivers, 
do you bench Devante? Like, I don't even know. It's, it's, it's a crazy thought, but it might not be a bad idea. But this is one of those classic games, in my opinion, where an interim coach comes in and lights a fire under the ass of their team, especially someone intense like Antonio Pierce. His opening presser, I wanted to run through my front door. I was so excited just listening to him. So I will take the Raiders here. I don't think they're going to go on any kind of run or anything. But a lot of times you see an interim coach come in and just lights a fire under the under the players' asses. And I just I think he's going to do that this week. Oh, 100%. And even more so, Tommy DeVito is the opposing quarterback. I cannot express to you, my jaw almost hit the floor when I saw <laughs> him starting in a game. I had no idea he made it to the league. As a man who bets a lot of college football, I have watched an enormous amount of Tommy DeVito at his time at Syracuse and then Illinois. That man cannot throw a forward pass. Like, I don't know how he made it into the league, but however he did, whatever method he did needs to be studied. And you could tell because they were not trusting him to pass it more than two yards down the field last week. Like, this is absolutely a spot to back the interim head coach in like a big time moment because that man is the starting quarterback. Yeah, I'm with you. And also, if there's one guy on the Raiders who is just, he's for real, it's Max Crosby. He's going to kill. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. This is one of those scenarios where we've been vocal about this. I hate when people do this for clicks where they're like, how is Colin Kaepernick not in the league? Cause this guy's starting. This is actually the oh. only time I think that's appropriate with Tommy. DeVito <laughs> because I swear, I, I think I could get out there and throw a better ball than he can throw at this point. This man stinks. <laughs> I don't know how he made it into the league. I, I literally do not know how he made it into the league. How did Brock Purdy become Mr. Irrelevant? But this guy is a starting quarterback. Like I it just, I don't understand it. <laughs> I, have, I have no clue. <laughs> Sorry, Tommy DeVito, that we just went I, when I went in on you, but I watched way too much of him in college and but way too much games that he was involved in to be like, how is this guy in the league? <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk a little Bills Bengals. The showdown on Sunday night. I could not be more excited for this matchup. The line is at yeah. two over under 49 and a half. This is a game that will obviously. Demar Hamlin will be talked a lot about given the last time these two teams met in Cincinnati. Last few times these teams did meet, though, was in the playoffs, and the Bengals did get the better of this Bills team. It's going to be rocking in the jungle. They are going to be a force to reckon with. The Bills are dealing, though, with a lot of issues um, on the defensive side of the ball. Very rarely do you see kind of multi-layer major impacts. And I, what I'm speaking about here is, Daquan Jones on the defensive line being out, Matt Millen being out, who is arguably the most important player defensively, Tremaine White also being out. Now they do go get Douglas in the trade to try to help in the back end, but those are some very crucial injuries against a Bengals offense that I said last week, if they could not get going against the 49ers and the matchups they were going to have, you need to smash that panic button, but they absolutely got it going. Joe Burrow looked good. The offense looked good. Same thing with the Bills, though. You can make the case that that offense finally looked the way it was supposed to look. You saw more tempo. You saw more three wide receiver sets. And even when Kincaid's in, he's lined up more of his wide receiver. And Josh Allen came out this week and said, that's the way I like to play football. So I don't think Sean McDermott can come in and stifle that. So this creates a very fun matchup on Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, McDermott better not, you know, walk into the offensive room and just ruin this game because I want to shoot out. I want to see big plays. That's what we all want to see. Um, yeah, obviously they're going to do a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot on DeMar Hamlin and there should be. Um, so, you know, that'll, that'll be an interesting storyline. These are two teams that I think are capable of winning a Super Bowl, but have both had, you know, instances this year where they have struggled. Um, 
I think things are going a little bit better for Cincinnati right now. Joe B just, he looks like he's back. He was mobile. He was willing to run. He, he, he was just looked very active in the pocket. Um, you know, he's getting the ball out to his guys. So, you know, they finally scored a rushing touchdown. So that's good. <laughs> um, and then, you know, you look over at the bills and, you know, they found a way to, to win without, you know, in a game where, you know, Stephon Diggs didn't go off really. Um, so, you know, they, you know, they were able to spread the ball around. I think, I think Kincaid getting, you know, all the tight end snaps. I think Dawson Knox is good, but Kincaid's different. He he's just he's better. He's 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 far better than Dawson Knox. Not that, you know, they want Dawson Knox to be injured or anything, but I, I do think that's kind of better for this team. It's a bit of a bluff um, in disguise. Like we injuries yeah. suck, but as far as from an offensive scheme as a Bill, if you're a Bills fan, I, I do think it's a bit of a blessing in disguise here. Yeah. It I forced so, their so. hand to play Kincaid more. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. As they should. Um, they, they'll always drive me crazy how the Bills are constantly trotting Latavius Murray out there. I, I don't know what they're doing. It drives me nuts. Um, I do, I, you know, I do notice he is far better in, you know, pass blocking. But if you're going to give the ball to the running back, give it to James Cook. I, I don't know what they're doing. It drives me insane. Um, but <laughs> as far as this game goes, I, I think the Bengals are just, you know, right now they're in a slightly better place. Um, I don't know how good it is that you know the bills have had a little bit of an extended rest because they kind of got their things together and then they went on an extended rest i know like extended rest is ideal in ways but you know when you want things to kind of keep going it might not be um so i lean Bengals here i I think i think they're just you know in a better spot right now i think they win this game i think they win you know by you know three three to six points um so I, i feel pretty good about taking them yeah, this number's been jumping around a lot. I texted you the moment it opened at one. It was like, I want to bet everything on my life on this game. I ended up, I did not bet that much, but I did pull the trigger at the when it opened at a pick 'em. Um, it's moved to three, then it got hammered back down. It's sitting at the two spot right here. This is a shootout. And I like the point about the extended rest because the thing that makes me nervous about this game is both these head coaches have the incredible ability of tying their shoelaces together and tripping over themselves when it comes from offensive philosophies and Sean McDermott with extended rest. I am fearful that he might try to like mess with what they had going against the bucks because he did it in the second half, like that offense turtled in the second half and it allowed the bucks to literally be just Chris Godwin turning around a second earlier away from winning that game. Like unbelievable. Um, But Josh Allen was public this week and being like, this is the way I like to play. So I feel like, if you do go back on that, who's going to get picked here? Your favorite son and quarterback of the future and franchise guy, Josh Allen, or Sean McDermott? Like You kind of have to play this way. So this is going to be an awesome game to watch. And, and it's the same thing with the Bengals. You know, yep. What kind of scheme is Zach Taylor going to roll out? We saw it last week. The most um, yards gained per pass attempt last week of the Bengals season so far at 8.8. 8. They pushed the ball down the field more. Like, Everything was set up. Joe Burrow had his highest quarterback rating of the season. Like everything started to go like, all right, now we can start to push things a little bit better. They started to look more like that offense that brought them to a Super Bowl two years ago, as opposed to what we've been seeing with all this short dink and dunk stuff. So it's literally just like, don't mess this up from a coaching standpoint. Just run what you guys are good at. And we are going to end an awesome Sunday night game. Like I cannot wait. (laughs) 